Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment, ladies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm super excited to have Violet on today. Her and I met, uh, well, we just met today for the first time, um, but we are in a podcast group, um, and I was like, I want to get some more people on here to tell their story, and she volunteered, so I'm very excited to have you today. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are, where you live, um, kind of your family, what you do for your career, those kinds of fun things? Sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on too. Um, so I live in Wisconsin. Um, I grew up here and have lived here my whole life, but my husband will be super happy when we move in a couple of years. Where are you um, moving to? Where, his hope is Washington, I think, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I have one daughter and my husband, um, I own my own business, so I am just starting my own podcast. I do work as a doula. I'm just finishing up my certification and started that this year. Um, and then I also do some network marketing stuff. So kind of a variety of things, but all under the umbrella of, you know, like kind of holistic health and wellness and just taking care of our people as people. So, yeah. What is your podcast going to be about? Um, my podcast is going to be kind of like this, just conversation style interviews um, with other people who I connect with on social media um, or who have their own businesses. Um, any that share my faith, we'll talk a little bit about faith, but otherwise just kind of entrepreneurship, family, parenting. Um, yeah. All, all the all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And um, how long have you been in Wisconsin? Your, did you say your whole life? You grew up there? Yep, I grew up here, but my husband was actually from Ghana, and he came to the U.S. for school. Um, so he has some family on Washington State, which is why he'd be happy if we go there. Yeah, and how long have you guys been together? Um, we're coming up on our second anniversary. Oh, fun. Uh, we just discovered that we have um, babies that are a day apart, which yeah. is so cool. <laughs> Um, you guys can't see her, but she's holding hers. Mine is currently napping in his own bed, but, um, so it's, it's just cool to connect with people on that, um, level. And this is, you said, this is your first. Yeah, she's my first. It's definitely been a transition, but. (laughs) When you said you're, um, going through school to be a doula, did that come out of your pregnancy and your birth? Or is that something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah, it did. Um, So my mom actually had home births with both me and my brother. So I've kind of always known a little bit about variety and I guess like options of pregnancy and birthing and all of that. Um, But yeah, getting pregnant with my daughter was really the big thing for me throughout um, my pregnancy with her. I had a lot of transitions in care. Um, And then I ended up having a home birth and my midwife who was to attend it wasn't able to make it in time so her assistant who I had met while I was in early labor ended up delivering my daughter um, and so I kind of decided after that I wanted to do some work as a doula and kind of in birth work just helping other moms and specifically other moms who um, 
kind of shared journeys similar to mine with getting access to care that works for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I never had one, but I was a surrogate and um, she had this, the mom who I gave birth to for her, um, she had, um, she wasn't a doula. Who's like the, maybe it is, who's the, what's the name of them when they like take care of them after? Like they're there in the birthing room and then kind of after, is it a doula? Yeah, it, there's different types of doula. So there's birth doulas and postpartum doulas. Okay. And she, so she was part of that journey with us. And I was like, how fun would this be? Cause I, that's something that I loved was like the whole birthing process, which sounds really crazy, but that's something that I've always enjoyed. And so I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool to be able to experience that with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about like your background, what your, you know, kind of like what your life story is. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into more questions. Sure. Um, so like I said, I've grown up in Wisconsin my whole life. My um, my grandpa on my mom's side is actually from Ireland, so he's an immigrant to the U.S. And then my birth father is from Gambia in Africa. Um, so kind of a milking pot of a lot of different <laughs> backgrounds. Um, so I grew up with my mom's family um, around Western Wisconsin, moving around. Um, I feel like we've had pretty close family connections, but we're spread out throughout the country and the world. So um, got to visit people and connect with a lot of people that way. I also grew up in Girl Scouts and went to camp all the time um, and eventually started working there and met a lot of people from around the world that way too, which was something that I really appreciated as a kid. Um, I did some kind of organizing and activism work in high school um and just fought for things that were important to me um and then yeah grew up took decided i didn't know what i wanted to do when i graduated high school so i was like okay i'm gonna take a gap year and travel um my, my original plan was to travel to a ton of different countries for like the whole year but i ended up running out of money so i got to i went around the uk um and then came home but I had a lot of fun there. I was in Ireland for a month, and then I was in Scotland and England for about two weeks each. Um, and after I came home, moved out on my own for the first time, kind of went through some stuff, decided I wanted to do college for a little bit, but I love learning, but traditional school paths weren't necessarily my thing for learning. Um, so yeah, and then I, my husband, um, had my daughter and kind of figured out some new ways I wanted to do work. I love it. And what is your nationality? Um, I am technically African American because, like I said, my so my my grandpa, on my mom's side is from Ireland, but my mom was born here um, and grew up in the U.S. And then my father is from Gambia. What was it like growing up as a biracial child? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my parents weren't together when I was growing up. Um, so like I said, I was really just surrounded by my mom's family. And I think obviously there were benefits and drawbacks to that. Um, I think my mom did the best with what she had, but she also wasn't at a point in her life when she had me where she was... Um, like 
active in trying to be aware of what it's like raising a child of a different race than her. So she did the best with what she had, but I didn't have a lot of resources to be surrounded with people who looked like me um, or had similar experiences to me. So yeah, and then also kind of growing up not in a big city or anything like that, there just weren't a lot of resources also as a kid um, for that in my community. My, um, the main city that I was growing up around had about 60 to 70,000 people. So it's not a small town, but it's not a large city. Um, so yeah, and actually um, moving back here now that I have my own family, we moved um, back so we could be close to my family when I uh, found out I was going to have my daughter. So moving back here now after being away for a couple of years, it's interesting to see how it's kind of developed and grown from what it was like when I was a child to now there are a lot more resources for Black and biracial kids in the community. And it's really awesome. I get to volunteer with one of the organizations um, that works with kids like that in our school district. So it's awesome to be able to give back in a way that I didn't have as a kid. I love that. Um, what an experience that would be to like leave somewhere and then come back and how, how much it's changed. But also it sounds like for the, for a good. Yeah. Where is Wisconsin? I know that sounds, I'm like, not. <laughs> I'm like trying, it's on the East coast somewhere, right? Um, it's in the Midwest. So Mid- okay. you have all the great lakes um, and Wisconsin is between Minnesota and Michigan and then South of Lake Superior. Okay. So yeah. what's the weather like up there? Um, well, today, I would consider it hot. It's probably cold for you. It's like mid-90s today, I think, is the high. Um, but usually in the summer, it's somewhere between 70 and 90. And in the winter, it gets really cold. Wow. What um, You had mentioned something about faith, and it sounds like that's something that's kind of you know um, important in your life. Do you want to speak a little bit more to that? Sure. Um, so I'm Muslim, and I didn't grow up in the Islamic faith. I grew up Unitarian Universalist. I don't know if you know what that is. What was it again? Unitarian Universalist. No. So um, Unitarian Universalism has Christian roots, but now it's kind of seen as like a um, catch-all faith, I think. So people from a lot of different backgrounds will come to Unitarian Universalism. Um, So you would have people who are UUs that would identify as Christian. You would have some that identify as atheist, agnostic, um, Muslim, Jewish, um, Buddhist. So there's a lot of UUs that kind of have their own religious backgrounds, but it's more of a spiritual home for them. Um, So that's how I grew up. That's what my mom and my grandma um, where they went to church. They had grown up Catholic, and so then they found um, Unitarian Universalism. Um, so growing up in that environment, I was kind of encouraged to explore what my own thoughts about faith and religion were, and it's really interesting because now, like I said, now I practice Islam, but my mom still goes to the UU church. My brother is agnostic, um, we have other people in our family who are very, very Christian of a lot of different denominations. So it's interesting to have all of that come together in one family. Um, what uh, is there some challenges or has there, I'm sure, probably different conversations about life and, you know, everything else? Yeah, um, I think most of what I've actually experienced in my family has been um really cool I think having 
all those differences. I have an aunt who is still very much a practicing Catholic. And we have some really cool conversations about like all the similarities as well as the differences between our religions. And especially when you talk about um, the three Abrahamic religions, right? Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. There's a lot of similarities because they're all stemmed from similar beliefs. So it's interesting for us to kind of like explore and learn about where they align as well as they're different. Is your husband a Muslim? Yeah, he was born Muslim. Okay. And then um, in where you guys currently live, is there um, a big community of Muslim people? Like is, you know. Um, it's not super big, but it's not tiny. Um, our mosque is kind of, it's big enough that I don't know everybody, but I do know a lot of people. <laughs> so um, it's not like five families or anything, but it's not huge. But um like I said, I live in Western Wisconsin. So it's easy for me to access the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Um, and there they have a large Muslim population because they have a lot of people from Somalia and a lot of their backgrounds. And um, did you, are you currently working, did you say? Um, so I stay home with my daughter, but I have my own business. So I work on projects when I have time, but she's my first priority. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so you had talked about doing like network marketing. What are you doing? Like more direct sales kind of things? Yeah. Um, so I started in direct sales and network marketing when, um, shortly after I found out I was pregnant. So probably like November of 2020. Um, and really it was out of like a feeling of necessity. Um, we had just moved to a city that my husband hadn't been in before. He was out of school for a bit. Um, and because of where he was at in his permanent residency process, he wasn't able to work yet because he didn't have a work permit for the U.S. Um, so I was like, we're living on our own. My husband can't work right now, um, which was a big thing for him because he really wants to be able to provide for us. Um, and... I'm pregnant, so I need to figure something out. Yeah. Um, so I, I just found some people on social media and I started direct sales through that. Um, the company that I originally ended up joining with wasn't really in alignment for me. I found out after a few months um, just with like kind of my values and some of the products I wasn't super passionate about. Um, but I actually have an old family friend my brother's childhood best friend, um, his mom, actually ended up being in direct sales too in a different company. And so I had reached out to her when I was with my first company trying to get her to buy some stuff for me or join my team. And she was like, sure, I'll check it out. Also, you want to check out my project? And so then she told me about it. And I decided that her project was a lot more in alignment with what I wanted to do. So um, I ended up joining her team, switching companies, and I've been there now for about a year and a half. Okay. What is it again? Um, the company that I'm currently with is called eSciences. And so um, there's really a wide range of stuff, but there's a full spectrum hemp line. There's some fitness stuff, some nutritionals, um, some terpenes. There's a lot of different products. And then um, there's also for 
the distributor side a lot of cool things that we get access to. So there's a free fitness app, which is really awesome because they have personal trainers and like a meal method and all of that stuff. And then there's also something called the financial freedom movement. Um, so that's one of the ways the ambassadors actually get paid is through there. If you hit certain ranks, you get anywhere between one and $400 per month. Um, rather than like a car bonus or something like that, that a lot of other direct sales companies would do, um, you get the FFM bonus. So they'll put that either towards paying off a debt of your choice or towards a savings account for you if you have no debt. Um, and then the other part of the FFM movement is that um, we get free financial education. So everybody can get a free financial coach um, that stays with you even if you leave the company. And then the president of the company's wife um, is a financial advisor and she actually does some videos and trainings too. Oh, how great. What a great company. Yeah. Um, you said that you um, were, are like uh, focused on like the holistic wellness and stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like how long have you been doing it and what is it, you know, what kind of made um, you want to go down that path? Yeah. Um, so I think part of it is about my background growing up. Um, growing up biracial in the community I grew up in and just kind of seeing how different issues affected people of different races and experiences and all of that. Um, so that's something that I've been focused on for a really long time in general of like, what are ways that I can make things more accessible for people or better for my community. Um, and so then going into getting into network marketing um, and having some products, like I said, um, I saw a lot like the company that I got involved with at first was really focused on their definition of wellness is weight loss. So it was like, this is what you need to do to be healthy. We're going to have you diet or take these products that are going to make you skinny or whatever. Um, and I was like, I don't want to be telling all my friends that they're chubby and they need to lose weight. Um, right. And so I was thinking about like, okay, what is wellness to me? And what does that mean? Um, and so finding kind of that broader definition through the products with the second company I got involved with, and then also getting pregnant and going through those experiences of trying to find care um, as a biracial woman, a black woman, and a Muslim woman in Wisconsin, um, and then ending up wanting to do home birth. And so all of that kind of came together to be like, I really want to focus on holistic wellness and especially how it affects people in my community. Um, and how we can, yeah, just give broader access and make sure that people are well physically as well as mentally and supported and have kind of that village mindset. Um, and like, how can we work together in community and as a village to keep each other well? How do you think that affects um, like postpartum? And I don't know if you had any postpartum with your child. Um, I didn't with my first three, but my last one I de definitely did. Um, do you think that has helped your journey? Um, or can you speak to a little bit about that? Um, so I didn't struggle with postpartum depression or psychosis, thankfully, but I did have a lot of postpartum anxiety. Um, I'm already a really anxious person. <laughs> and so then postpartum, it was like extreme for me, right? Like my first couple of weeks, I would just like put my hand on her every couple of minutes and be like, is she still breathing if she was asleep? Or I wouldn't have her in a separate room because I was like, what if this happens or this happens or this happens? Or um, I'd check on her if she was in the back seat or in her stroller or whatever. Um, so definitely had some postpartum anxiety. And I think that lasted probably until... 
two or six or seven months is when it started to calm down. But like I said, I'm just naturally anxious as well. So still have a level of it, but not as heightened. <laughs> um, but I do think that community and especially working as a doula, um, what resources and support you have can play a big role in all of that, whether it is anxiety, depression, psychosis, or even just like, even if you don't have any of those, just transitioning into being a new parent or a parent with a new child. Um, and so I think when you have that support, if you have, whether that's a doula, whether that's your family, your friends, the combination, and you do have that village, I think that um, it's helpful because you can learn from other people um, and they can be there for you, but also um, just having extra hands sometimes, you know, like having somebody who can prepare a meal for you or do light housekeeping or hold the baby so you can take a nap or a shower, especially if you are at home and your spouse is going back to work or still working or you don't have a spouse and you're a single parent. Um, having that extra help, I think, can really just keep us more centered. What do you do for self-care since you're home all the time with a baby? And I know it's so easy to just like give all your attention to the baby, but do you um, believe in self-care and what do you do for self-care for yourself? I think integrating regular self-care is important. I think I've seen some stuff about how in certain ways self-care has become like a buzzword. Um, you know, and some people say like, oh, what's your one thing you're going to do for self-care or stuff like that? And it's like, really, you have to be consistent, right? And it's long term. Um, so I do think self-care is important, but I think it's remembering that like, just like anything else in your life, it's a part of your journey and you've got to be consistent and find different ways. And what works today for self-care might be different than what works tomorrow. Um, so for me, it kind of fluctuates a little bit, but a big thing for me is that at this point, my work is a form of self-care for me because now we are at a point where, um, thankfully, my husband is able to be the main provider now. And so all the stuff that I'm doing really is just to help others as well as keep me busy. And so it's nice for me to have like ways that I can learn or ways that I can do things. So that's a big thing. Um, when it's nice out, I try to get outside. It's hard for me being in the winter in Wisconsin to get outside when it's cold, but um, right now getting outside a lot and then um, I'm kind of shy actually but I am an extrovert I get my fuel from being around other people so spending time with family or friends when I can is really helpful for me too I love that um, when are you planning on launching your podcast no pressure um, so my first episode is actually hopefully going to come out this Wednesday um, I've got a few episodes recorded, so I'm just putting final touches on editing the first one. And then, yeah, hopefully it'll be up. Um, what made you, like, what did you do to get into podcasting? Did you do any courses or anything? Um, not yet for courses. So I've been, um, I listened to the Empower Her podcast for a while, right? Um, and then... Um, there was a, I joined when Keisha was still doing the, um, like subscription thing. I joined that, but then a couple months after it's when she decided to kind of transition and it ended. So when I joined the Facebook groups and communities and everything, um, and so I was kind of just keeping my eye on a, dis from a distance on podcasting. Um, and then as I was getting into trying to be consistent and figuring out how I can build my network and how I can serve people better on 
with my work and my platforms a couple months ago I decided I was like I want to collaborate with people more often so originally I was thinking that was going to look like Instagram lives so I was like I'm going to try to do an Instagram live with somebody every week um, and do that and then I went to go do my first one and I was like I can't do this <laughs> and then I was like I was like I I don't know but going live was just hard for me for a minute um, and then especially thinking about doing that with other people. And so I was thinking, I was like, how can I still serve people in this way? And I got my first one set up. And then for whatever reason, I just had the thought, I was like, what if I do it as a podcast? You know, then I can um, talk to people and kind of fit it in our schedules, right? And I can take my time and not have so much pressure of being live with people every single week. So the way I decided to do it was uh, kind of on an every other week schedule. So my hope right now is to release a podcast every other week. And then the weeks that I'm not releasing podcasts, I'll do Instagram live by myself and do that kind of like a Q&A for um, my community on there. I love that. I know I started off once a week and I did that for a year. And then now I'm just busy and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to every other week. But I'm like, I have so many amazing past podcasts that haven't been listened to. So I'm like, I just need to like promote that. But I definitely have to say like getting in a community of people who are like going through the same thing is like so helpful. And that's how I mean, I didn't take any courses, I just learned it on my own, or I connected with Audrey, or, you know, I connected with different people in our in our group. And I was like, just help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think my hardest thing is editing and like I want to change my like intro like music and that was like super stressful for me to begin with. So that's why I have it. But I'm like, I need to get to a point where I feel more confident in that. Right. I just, yeah, like I said, this weekend, I was just editing my first couple episodes for the first time. And it's like, I did not realize how much time it would take to edit (laughs) these. when you get used to it it's like it's a lot easier and if you don't have any interruptions in it 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 makes it a little easier but like sometimes you know things happen and you have to go in and then you have to find out where in the interview that you need to clip it out so it's a process well I'm excited to hear your podcast you'll definitely I'll be on the watch for you um and is there anything else that you want to you know bring up and you want to talk about that I didn't we didn't talk about um, not specifically that I can think of. Well, thank you. I loved hearing you, your story. I love meeting new people and especially from like around the world. You know, it's like I get so stuck in my network of people here, like where I live. And I've connected with so many different amazing women all over the U.S. by all these yeah. groups. So it's so fun. And, and it's interesting to hear like how everyone else lives and what the weather's like everywhere because you're just in this little bubble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite things about being on social media yeah definitely well i will put um i'll connect with you and get like all your ways to get in touch with you and your podcast and all that so that way our listeners can follow you as well um thank you for being here today and um i hope you enjoy your time with your little your little one did you say you have a boy or a girl girl right i have a girl yeah oh so fun well enjoy this time you know it goes very fast Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all.